Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, Believe. Phoenix Suns! Booker, step back, three on the way, down it goes. Welcome into the Believe the Suns podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the hottest podcast network on the web right now. It's growing big time and we are so happy to be a part of this and give the international or national, I should say, audience a piece of what's going down here in Arizona with our sons right now. I'm your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E. And of course, the man along the other side of me is the one and only Felix Cruz of a.k.a. Flex from Jersey. What's going on, big dog? What's going on, E? What's going on, brother? Hey, good good old, weekend for the Suns, right? Oh, yeah. Good weekend, man. Good weekend. Good weekend. Uh, it's one of those things where you just you got to just chalk it up and be like, look, you can't win them all. We know we're going to have lapses here and there. Hey, overall, we didn't really lose anything. We're still sitting in second. We good. Good weekend. It's, Correct. A, good, it's a good weekend. So, Correct. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to get into because uh, we missed a couple of games. But we're not going to go back and do all the recap of those Minnesota games. We already know what happened in those games. They won one, lost one. Okay, they came back. Okay, whatever. It was there. But uh, let's get into what's going on with some news around the Suns because we missed some things while we were uh, – well, we didn't do the show. So here we go. Yeah. News under the sun. Some news under the sun, under the suns, I should say. Uh, of course, I got I got to turn to you on this one, man, because I'm going okay. Some of the news that broke, of course, we we saw Tory Craig in the trade, and from from the Milwaukee Bucks, and the question is going to be: Is that the move? Is that the only move, or is that that's that's pretty much the move, right? As far as our, our, <laughs> our, our, our uh, as far as this uh, trade deadline goes, right? You know what, E man? I, I had an interesting day, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the move, man. I oh. think that might have been the first domino that's gonna lead to something else that I think we'll see in the next 48 hours. Wow. And then that and then that move might might, might make some more sense. But um I, I've been working the phones all day, man. I've been contacting, you know, dealing with my contacts and my sources. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, man, right here on the Believe Network, man, Believe the Suns podcast, man, we we uh, we got some things percolating, man. I think there's some interesting things going on behind the scenes. Okay. I think I, I think everybody saw that Aaron Gordon requested a trade out of Orlando. Right. 
And I'm going to say right now, unequivocally, that the Suns are absolutely having discussions with the Orlando Magic. You got to be kidding me. They are absolutely having talks. And here's the thing. Um, This is the interesting thing about that is this is something that they've been talking about for over a year. Right. We've okay, always, I, I, we've you, always you know, heard Aaron yeah. Gordon's name. Yeah, I've been hearing that as a, right, as, right, a rumor, right. as a rumor. But you're saying this could be something going down. Now, now, now here's the thing, Flex. Yes. Here's the thing, Flex. We talked yep. about this ad nauseum last week and all throughout these yep. weeks. If we bring it in an Aaron Gordon, that means we're getting rid of some of the chemistry pieces that to bring him in here, right? Correct, correct. You you know, you gotta get you gotta give something to get something, right? That's that's the way this works. So I will I will say this. Um the Suns won't make a move to make a move, but I will say this, they they are having discussions with Orlando about Aaron Gordon and there was interest last year. Now I can tell you before the trade deadline last year, mm-hmm. uh there was a trade that would have brought Aaron Gordon over to Phoenix for Kelly Ubre in a first round pick. And that trade broke apart with about an hour left to the deadline because Orlando uh, started changing the parameters of that protected pick. Now I can I can confirm that a hundred percent. That's okay. that's what happened. Okay. Okay. Um, now this year's different. Now we're we're the third best team in the NBA, second best team in the conference, first team in the division, and so chemistry is a big part of this. But um, when you have an opportunity to acquire a twenty-five year old NBA starter. Mm. With the potential that Aaron Gordon has, the potential on defense, on the glass, what he brings as far as gravity and, and attacking the rim, with what we got, uh, you have to listen. And I will say this, if this trade, if, if Phoenix is involved in any deal that's, that's, uh, that's going to be around Aaron Gordon, uh, I can tell you that, and this is, again, this is, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta tread lightly, man. I got to tread lightly, <laughs> Lee, because, you know, you know, I talked to you off the record. There's right, some things right. that uh, I just can't go out there and say, but I will say this if, w- without saying too much. Um, you, you'd have to give up Dario Sarge in this type of deal. You'd have to do it. And that's, and that's what the Suns are fighting with. They're fighting with, do you do nothing and do you keep Dario in the chemistry or do you give up Dario a couple of pieces to fill salary and then go out there and get yourself a legit starting power forward for what is, in essence, a bat, you know, a, a, a bench rotation guy. Because Dario's a rotation bench guy, right? He's not a starter. Correct. Uh, but he's a big piece to our bench. And so that's the decision. And I'll tell you this. It's not, it's not Phoenix as the aggressor as much as it's Orlando and Aaron Gordon wanting to kind of be in Phoenix. Oh, um, so, yeah. So, so that's, that's interesting. That it's is an interesting, interesting thing. That is interesting. That is very interesting. In fact, that's that's a flex bomb almost, right? <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. I'm, I'm, I've been fighting all day because I, I've been I've I've been tinkering around putting something out, but I'm waiting for a couple more sources. But I, I think I think we're getting close to a flex bomb in the next 24 oh, wow. hours. That's man. Gonna, that so I, be you'll be awesome. the first one to know, brother. You know you're my partner. You, you'll I'm, be the first one to know. I'm kind of. I mean, when you think future wise, you got to think, okay, yeah, that's a hell of a good move for this team because a young guy, if he's if he stays here, of course, because you talk about uh, uh, what a rental for the last half of the season going into the playoffs, right? And if he well, re ups, he can unless unless they do the deal, of course, through the trade or whatever. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the details. Okay. Aaron Gordon's got this year. Okay. 
and he has a unique NBA contract. Most contracts increase, his contract decreases. Okay. Okay. So he's actually on the books next year for $16 million. And then you have to worry about him two years from now, two which from coincidentally now. is the same year CP's CP3, contract expires. Yes, yes, yes. And so you could be going into that free agency market. Now, you got you to remember, you still got to resign DA and Mikel, but you'd be freeing up $60 million in cap space between CP and Aaron Gordon. Right. So the window and the timeline match up perfectly. Right. You're getting him for basically a year and a half. Right. At 25 years old. And um, the possibilities are intriguing when you can add that type of talent. And I, I will say this as well. If the Suns did uh, venture into this type of deal to bring Aaron Gordon over, right. uh, they would do it with the intention of also adding a buyout, a, uh, a play on a buyout. Okay. So you could potentially say, hey, I'm just going to throw, hey, don't quote me on this, Planet Orange. You know, you're hearing it here, my man E. <laughs> you know, don't quote me on this. I'm I'm just gonna we're gonna talk hypothetical. You could see something like Dario Saric, Abdel Nader, and Jalen Smith going to Orlando. You can see or Aaron Gordon coming in and then the Suns adding Jabel McGee as a buyout. And ultimately you lost Dario Saric and you added Aaron Gordon and Jabel McGee. And and that could be interesting. Jalen's not playing and Abdel Nader uh, you know, has a sore knee again. Uh, wink, wink. Yeah. He's, he's, you, you know how that goes, right? So he's not playing tomorrow. He's got a sore knee. And well, by the way, we play Orlando on Wednesday. So wow. keep that in mind. Well, one thing I can say about those two players you just mentioned, they can be starters in this league. Dario and, and Nader could both be starters. But uh, they just have to be powerful, powerful bench players on that bench role that this team, that's what this team was based on. And that's what its foundation has been so far is that powerful bench play. So now, right. now you decrease that. Uh, I mean, is the bench going to be okay no. bring, bringing in the Okay. You know? so, so to answer that question, E, so this is where the domino effect comes in. So um, that's where Tory Craig comes in. Okay. So when, if, you, if you're playing, you know, if you're James Jones and you're playing chess, not checkers, and you go get Tory Craig knowing that Abdel Nader might be on the way out, you've already replaced Nader. Right. Kind of. Right. So now Tory Craig is the, is the new Abdel Nader and Aaron Gordon is the new Dario Saric. But he goes into the starting lineup and now your bench is more Jay Crowder, uh, Cam Johnson, campaign, Javon Carter, uh, Tory Craig and JaVale McGee. And again, this is hypothetical. You know, I'm not going to I don't want to I don't want to go out and say that this is. This is exactly what's going to happen. But I will tell you that the wheels are turning in that direction and there's talk getting done. Will we have the, uh, you know, will we have the, uh, I, I'm at a lost words right now, but I, I'm trying to pick the right word without overdoing it. But I guess, will, will we be willing to roll the dice? Right. And, that's and mess what, with our chemistry. That's, that's, what, that's what we're fighting with. That's right? what it comes down to. Do you mess with this? The chemistry that got you the second best record in the, in the in the conference, I mean, and probably the third best team in the league. If you mess that chemistry up, it's going to take time for Aaron Gordon to get acclimated. It's going to take time for Craig to get acclimated. It's going to take time if you bring a Javale McGee in to get acclimated with this team. So now you can yeah. you could therefore take a step back, but then at the same time you could be looking for your future, like you said, that window. You got that window. So the whole point is going to come down to this little bit of time and then all of next year. But 
I like it. I, I, I mean, you got to go for it, man. You got to go for it. You only got a short window. And that's what it yeah. comes down to. I like that. I like it a lot. Even though I love this, I would hate to see Sarge go. But he wasn't going to be here that long probably anyway, right? I mean, so. He's got two years exactly, left on his deal. Exactly. So, and, wow, those, that, that's, yeah. some good, that's some good news, man. I mean, uh, if that goes down, that would be awesome. And Suns are, are going for that, going for the, you know, preparing for the playoffs. Yeah, and making a yep. move, and making that's why I was talking about uh, uh, Tory Craig when we made make a move like that. He didn't get a lot of time in Milwaukee, but he played in the playoffs prior to that last year and the year yep. before that. He yep. had a lot of playoff games <laughs> and was instrumental with them down the stretch. Absolutely, so, 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 he's a dog. He's a dog, and that's what they're getting ready for. You're going to be get, having to have a guy to shut down some star play. Well, not shut him down, but at least kind of slow down some of these star players you're going to be facing in the playoffs so correct I, I kind of like I, this kind of this kind of this kind of feels like a james jones type of move yeah and and and, and let me throw it you got we got time for another little uh, you know james, james jones james jones might be a uh an evil genius man <laughs> and i'm telling you what man um you know so again hypothetical this is you know this is just me trying to connect to Connected dots without saying too much. But listen, right, right. the James Jones pick of Jalen Smith was highly criticized. There were a lot of people that said, well, why'd you reach for that kid? Why did why did you take that kid to? Right. And and now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there that if, if this is if this comes to fruition, man, this is this is a, a lot of credit to James Jones. So I reported on draft night. You go back in my timeline. I reported on draft night that Phoenix and Orlando, and I and I confirmed that through sources. Phoenix and Orlando on draft night were talking about a trade, um, where Phoenix dropped down and Orlando moved up to Phoenix's spot. Right. And so it didn't feel like much back then, Earl. But now you start to connect the dots a little bit. And what I was told was Orlando didn't do the trade with Phoenix on draft night because they thought that a certain player they wanted would slip to fifteen. And my sources are confirming that player they wanted was Jalen Smith. Really? Okay. So now the Suns took him 10. And you can't help but think that Aaron, that, that James Jones might have been plotting this whole thing um, <laughs> for months. You know, you can't help but think that James Jones might have said, hey, I know Orlando wants Jalen. Yeah. And I know we want Aaron Gordon because we talked about it last year. And so uh, maybe I get Jalen Smith and put it right on their lap on the trade deadline. They get the guy they wanted, plus a serviceable guy in Dario Saric, clear up some cap space, and we get the guy we wanted, um, and and it all works out. So, again, let's see how this plays out. But if you see that it's a Dario Saric, Jalen Smith, and a throw-in, um, yeah, it's it's gonna you could you could look back at what we did in the draft and say, hey, James might have had that had that all teed up and ready to go. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Next forty eight hours, I'm not gonna sleep, brother. I'm working the phones around the clock, and anything I know, you'll know, brother. And if we got to do an emergency pod, if something pops okay. off, man, yeah, I'll let, let you me know. know for sure. Definitely let me get know. it going. Uh, one other quick thing about Dario, I think I think Dario's put enough on tape to warrant a team to come after him too. I mean. I've seen this. I've seen this dude do so much for this team. You know, he's handled that paint for them and, and, and being undersized at center, and he's got a lot to offer being that stretch guy too that can shoot the three as well. So uh, teams, yeah. teams love that type of guy on their team. So that that looks like a pretty good, 
trade, but here's how. Here, what do you think? How? How? I mean, just as a basketball purist, how do yeah. you think? How do you think that uh, Aaron Gordon would fit in this offense or in this scheme of things? Do you think he's a perfect fit? Or is just a, it's one of those things where we just kind of, kind of see what he can do best and try to put him in a role like or whatever. What do you think Aaron Gordon right. would do for this team? Hey, you know what? Uh, e, I love it. I love his fit, man. I really do. Now, I was asked that same question, you know, six months ago. Okay. And six months ago, I didn't like the fit. And I'll tell you why. Six months ago, we didn't have Chris Paul. Okay. And so, if you're acquiring Aaron Gordon to Lob be the third City. guy. Lob City. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. So, if you're acquiring Aaron Gordon to be the third guy on the team. Right. You're probably gonna be disappointed um, based on the structure of our team. But when you ask him to be the fourth guy with a point guard like Chris Paul and a guy like Aiton that have so much gravity in the pick and roll, and you're gonna have Devin Booker on one side and Mikel Bridges on the other side threatening the three-point line, right? You're gonna see a lot of backdoor cut alley oops, you're gonna see better defense, you're gonna see more help on the glass. Because a lot of teams aren't going to want to go bang with Aaron Gordon and DeAndre right. Ayton on the defensive right. glass, man. That's going to that's gonna turn the third best defense right. in the NBA to quite possibly the best defense in the right. NBA. And so I like wow. the fit. I really do. I, Dude, I really do. It, if you look at where we are right now at a 28-13, and you look at the two struggling L.A. teams right now, the Clippers are just struggling just to be struggling because that's just the Clippers. And then the Lakers yeah. are going through some injuries right now. We're looking at Utah. Okay, we can right. we can beat the Utah team. We can match up really well with the Utah team. If those two LA teams get removed, you're talking to the Suns probably in the finals if they can pull this move off and 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 and, and Aaron Gordon works out perfectly for this team. And you have to go into the dang finals or going into the playoffs to get to the finals with star power, and that is star right. power. So wow, hey, that would be awesome, you wait- man. If you wake up Thursday morning and you see breaking, you you know what I'm saying? You see breaking news, Uh, you know, Shams, Phoenix Suns uh, just acquired Aaron Gordon. That's a needle move. That's that's a needle move, right? That's not Tory Craig. That's a needle move, bro. That's a Richter Richter scale, man. That's Richter scale. That's Richter scale. That's a needle move. So I I think, yeah, man, I think think that's a move that you're putting the whole league on notice. And you're saying, hey, you know what, guys? Uh, We're going for it. We're going for it. And and y'all better be ready. We're going for it. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting, man. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I'm loving what James Jones has done since he stepped in that office, man. I'm loving every bit of it. I mean, we, we, we question it, but at the end, it's like now it's time for everybody to stop questioning him. Because he's already put it put it put it put it down right now. It just says, "Man, this dude's a genius." So, executive of the year, hands down, right exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. Oh yeah, by far, by far. And Monty's probably going to be your coach of the year too, because this team is <laughs> this team is in, in uncharted territory. They've never been in a while. So, unbelievable. Exactly. Speaking of, okay, we, we we know we got some more news, but I mean, things to talk about with this Suns. But one thing we want to give some props to, of course, CP three. In that Laker game, cracked the 10,000 assist mark. Uh, he's the sixth guy to do it amongst the other five greats that have done it. And he is like, man, this dude is – Magic sent him out a tweet, said he's going to be the, probably the third best guy in the league to do it 10,000 and, tw- and 2,000 steals at the same time. So yeah, he, one of only three people, man. Yeah, he's That's incredible. He's 138 behind Magic, and I, I think he'll probably get that. Probably what end of the year, maybe. 
or maybe yeah, he'll pack, he'll get magic by the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, he'll get magic, but then he's got the other guys ahead of him are pretty in a pretty far distance. But it, it all depends on how long CP3 wants to play. If he Correct. if he plays Correct. another what four or five years, then he can definitely get he can catch Jason Kidd. I mean, Kidd's sitting at twelve twelve thousand ninety one. Um, right. Well, the, the guy that catches, of course, Stockton fifteen thousand eight hundred. He's like way out in orbit somewhere. <laughs> you got to yeah, play twenty yeah. something years to catch that dude, but yeah, CP's got to play till he's forty three to catch John Stockton. Man, I mean that's right. almost sixteen thousand assists. That's incredible. I mean, just to think, right? CP's in his sixteenth season, right? And he just got to ten. So if you just do simple math, you're talking about five thousand assists right. for every eight seasons, right? Um, he's Almost six thousand away from yeah, John Stockton, uh, absolute Stock savage crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. Um, uh, yeah. he's, he's, but, he, he got yeah, he's got I'm a little sorry. bit of ways to catch Magic and Steve Nash. Nash is at ten three three five. He can catch Nash next year. Yeah, yeah. So he can catch yeah. Nash but, next year and be right on Jason Kidd's tail if he plays yeah. another, another four years, you know, or so. But. That I, like you just said, I mean that's Stockton. I don't think I don't think you just that's 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 like that's like <laughs> that's like uh, Larry Fitzgerald trying to catch Jerry Rice. <laughs> exactly, great, like, great, yeah. great analogy. Way yeah, don't there. even think way about up, it, Larry. Yeah, yeah, leave it alone. It's uh, way out there. But props to CP3 though, man. I, I've always loved his game before he became a son. I've always watched right. him and go, why can't we have a guard like that? Because that dude is a dog. That dude does not care. Matter of fact, the Laker game we just watched, we watched Dennis Schroeder doing Chris Paul things because he was behind. He was on the same team with him, and he learned from him. Correct. He ended up up getting under CP3 skin and lit him off in that fourth quarter. (laughs) Yeah, and then then CP put him in check and said, I'm going to strip you three times. (laughs) And let you you know know I'm still the OG. Exactly. (laughs) He hit him with his own tactics. He's like, okay, yeah, you pissed me off, and now you woke up the dog, and he put him to sleep. But – but I love it. I love his game, man. He, he is an orchestrator that is just reminds me about uh, reminds me of Magic Johnson, not the style, yeah. but just the how he just controls a floor by all means. And a little bit of LeBron. LeBron controls the floor too. But yeah. CP3 is just amazing for this team. And I, I mean, can you see him being here past the two years? Maybe. I mean, is it possible? Yes. Is it possible? No, 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 no. Yes. You know, it's funny, man. I was having a conversation with, with one of my contacts yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was the very conversation. He, I said, listen, man, the, the guy's 35. Uh, you know, he went vegan this year. He's in the best shape of his life. It's changed his game. It's changed his life outside of basketball. He feels like he's 20 again. Right. And and here's the thing. Um, he, he doesn't turn 36 until May. Right. And um, he's a low-to-the-ground point guard who uses IQ, the best mid-range game in basketball. And I'm going to say it right now, unequivocally, he is still the best defensive point guard in the NBA. Right. He, he, can, he can prove that he can still defend any point guard in the NBA at the, at the top level of doing it. So I, I think CP is a guy that you got to remember, Book's going to get better. DA is going to get better. Mikhail Cam, all these young guys are getting better. Right. And so the... Could you imagine, can you, you know, can you think a 38-year-old CP with a more mature book and a more mature Aiden and Mikel and Cam, can he weather that? I think he right. can. I think I think there's a very good chance that CP3 not only plays this year, next year, but actually plays the third or maybe even the fourth year with the Suns, depending on how those younger guys develop. 
um, meaning he he has to do less. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think CP's I, here I, I, uh, for, I for just two years. I would imagine too, as a veteran, the way he is. You don't want to spend your last few years restarting and keep restarting and restarting and restarting with new teams. I mean, he's at that point in his career now. He wants to finish it out almost. So I think you're right. He could go ahead and finish out here in Phoenix and and chase rings the last four or five years of his career instead of restart, restart, get another young group and rebuild another young group. You know, you don't want to do that. So I think he'll be willing to take less money if he has to. I mean, he's got yeah. plenty of money. I think I don't think money's going to be an issue for this dude. So yeah, I don't think it's go about for the rings, money. man. Go for the. <laughs> this dude fits this team so perfect that you cannot take that glove off. You take that glove off, you better be replacing it with a gold one like Michael Jackson or some glove because <laughs> what, what, what the hell are you going to replace him with when he's gone in two years or you? Right. I, I, mean, right. I, I, I can't imagine it, but. You get that Aaron Gordon, you put these pieces together like that, and man, this is that's this is getting this is getting a little like riveting. Little like, giddy, right? Yeah, yeah a little giddy, like, right? Here we, yeah. here we go, here we go. Hey, man. hey, you nailed something, Edo, man. You know, Chris Paul, he he's in a unique situation, Earl. Yeah. He he was able at 35 to find a spot where he fits perfectly. Yeah. And that and that suits him at this point in his career. Right. And and you nailed it. You're not gonna find that. This is the last. This is realistically CP's last crack at a championship. Exactly. And I think he knows this is it. The window is like and closing up. Win- yeah, right. The window is closing up, and so he's sitting here like, man, I lucked into this. Like I lucked into this opportunity, and um, he loves Phoenix. I can tell you, he loves Phoenix. One, one other thing, real quick, Flex. Another thing about yeah, it, of he's, he's not he's not taking that last season of. Like I'm, 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 example wise, let's just say Larry Fitzgerald again. I'm gonna use an example. Wants to just win a ring on his last year. Let's take him off the Cardinals and put him into Tampa Bay. And bam, he's with the Brady. He's with Brady and the Goat. He can get a chance to get a ring, and he gets a ring. That's gonna look a little kind of like uh, you kind of just kind of manipulated and got yourself a ring. CP3 yeah. doesn't want to do that. He, he can do that where if the Suns end up in the championship, he's the catalyst of why they got there. Right. He's not going right. to be the guy that's going to go. He's not going to be the guy to go. I just got on the team just to get me a, and ride somebody else to get me a ring. No, he's going to be the Correct. catalyst of getting there. So, man, yes. I, I would love to see him just finish his career out as a son and go as, go for as many rings as he can go for. I think that's the game plan. Yeah, and I listen, so. let's not so, let's bro. not lose sight of something. I hope so. He could have went. He could have went to LA. He sure could have. He could he could have went. He chose Phoenix. Right. He chose Phoenix. Right. He chose Devin Booker. He chose his city. And to your point, great point. You know, this isn't this isn't Gary Payton trying to load right. up with the Lakers exactly. at the end of his career, exactly. right? Exactly. It's not that. It's not right. that. This guy right. is a pivotal part of of a well oiled machine, and he's actually gonna gonna get MVP consideration at the end of the year. Exactly. Um, that's incredible. He yeah. he's it's you know he could not he could not have gotten a better opportunity. And I think right now, this is why Aaron Gordon is interesting because I think the Suns are saying, hey, no one envisioned us to be this close. Right. And and right. we owe it to CP and Book to yeah. take every swing we can uh, in these next two years. Absolutely. And so, yeah, man, let's go for it. Swing for the fences, man. Yeah. All right, we're going we're gonna to sit back and wait on that, and hopefully you'll be throwing us something soon on that. But uh, yesterday, yesterday after that game, you kind of came out and waxed poetically about DeAndre Ayton in that game, or just overall, <laughs> overall. 
And I want you to kind of reiterate that to the to the listening audience right now of what that that little rant you went on. I guess you could call it a rant, but a little bit of okay, y'all just got to see what's really happening before y'all type of rant. Give us a little bit about that. Give 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 the listeners a little bit of that what you what you uh touched on after in, uh, with John Bloom after the game. Yeah, so it was it was a little rant because we got the win, and I was just frustrated, man. You know, you listen to social media. Obviously, we man, do stay these off shows, that stuff, and, and man. I told you, you know, you, mess you huh? up. I said, stay off that stuff. I told you, Twitter gonna mess you up. Ah, uh, you know, I got to get off it, man. Yeah, but man. you know, it's just you know, it's disappointing, man, yeah. because the, my point about DeAndre was this: um, you know, we're the third best team in basketball, second best team in the conference. We're actually the number one team in the Pacific Division. And, you know, it seems like DeAndre has nothing to do with that if, you, if you're listening to some of these pundits from outside. Right, right. And, and it's, just, it's just not fair. I'm saying, listen, man, the kid's 22. He's having a double-double every night on career low 10 shots. And I'm tired of hearing um, he's not doing enough. I mean, he's a pivotal part of the number three defense in the NBA, man. We're the second-best team in the conference, third-best team in the league. I mean – I'm going to give you a perfect example that really bothers me, Earl. Right. Last year, when DeAndre Ayton got suspended for 25 games, okay, everyone went out and said, we would have been a playoff team if DeAndre didn't get suspended for 25 games. Yes, yes. DeAndre hurt our chances of being a playoff team. DeAndre did this. DeAndre did that. Those same people that were saying that DeAndre Ayton cost us a playoff spot are now having selective amnesia and and acting so so you, you get what i'm saying it's like come on you can't good have point. it both ways good man point. Good point. Uh, so so you want to lose deandre and i tell you I, this is what i told some people on twitter i'm going to reiterate it be careful what you ask for because you just might get it right. you replace deandre Ayton, and all of a sudden you got alex lynn and tyson Chandler. Ooh. let's not go back to that Right. It's right. it's hard to get a top five center in the NBA. And right now, DeAndre Ayton is performing, whether people want to admit it or not. He's performing like a top five center. Do had 26 points on 13 shots yesterday, 77% from the field. I mean, come on. You, you get what I'm saying, Earl? So yeah. what I'm saying is, is um, let's relax on DA a little bit and let's let's start to realize that what he brings to this team goes beyond the box score. Right. You know, look at these Devin Booker shots in the mid-range and find out how many of those were off of picks that DeAndre Ayton said. How about how about CP in the mid-range? How many of those games? If you chart a game and you actually look at that, you come out saying DeAndre was responsible for about 40 points tonight. But the box score only says 15. Right. And that's what I'm saying, man. Let's 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 give this kid a break and let's let him yeah, mature. I, I, I kind of, between you and Bloom, man, last night, I'm kind of sitting there pondering. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, you guys' points are, are valid 100%, especially the point of where we've been before as Suns fans and where we are now. I mean, we were complaining right. even though now we're the number two team and we're still complaining. I get all <laughs> that. I get all that. But the only thing with me when it comes to Aiden, I'm not the guy saying that Aiden is not the center for this team or he's not going to be an all-star i'm not i'm not saying anything of that More, matter of fact everybody tends to base these things off the numbers on either side if you if you're the guy for right. if you're the guy for aiden well he look at his numbers he's boom 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 he's he averaging this he's average everybody can break out numbers and to get their story across if you're against him you're going he's not a, he doesn't have enough numbers but that it's not about the numbers to me it's all it's only been about the consistency of effort how he's playing the game 
The, the, right. the numbers don't mean anything to me. Aiden can go out and play as hard as he played in that Laker game and have five points and still be just as effective in that game if he plays with the same intensity and the same. I mean, because you're not gonna get you're not gonna score all the points every night. You're gonna come up against some guys right. that's gonna be better than you sometimes. I just right. want, I, only thing I continue to look at is the engagement and the intent. Remember, I told you what I my my thought was his awareness and. But his awareness is attached to his confidence. You saw last yes. night, you saw last night, his confidence level was a little higher. He, yes. He did not look yes. like he was thinking last night. He did not look like he was scrambling his head. He was just flowing, playing the game, flowing with the game, and he was dominating, just flowing with the game. That's all I want to see every night It's just play within yourself, stay confident. Now, and on the flip side of that, I want that same comp. Do not lose that confidence when you go against the better guy next time. You got Bam coming in here. To, you got Bam coming up and, and a couple of guys that you know that's, okay, this dude's pretty good. Don't lose your confidence. And that's, right. what, that's what controls DA is the confidence. I don't think right. it's anything else. You could Everybody can look at the numbers and all. Okay, I'm going with confidence. If he can stay confident. That kid will be amazing for this team. And he has been. He has been. And going forward, with you and Bloom, I'm on y'all's side. But at, the, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm sitting there going, okay, I can tell when he's engaged tonight. I'm going, he's in it. He's not in it tonight. Something's wrong. He's not in it tonight. Like, for instance, right. when he came off the break, you can tell he came back lazy. I mean, come on. We just yes. know it. We know he came back lazy. He came back yes. like, oh. Okay, we we still got the number one record. It's like you're, it's like he's contemplating where they are on in the standings, and they got time, they've got room to mess up, and room to kind of relax. And re- no, 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 dude, you got to bring it every single night. And that's what CP3 is here for to kind of teach him that and get him in that mode. And I'm hoping he turns that corner. I want to just see him have confidence in himself, what he can do. Right. And you can tell when he gets the ball in the block. Now it's not a quick uh, hesitance, and, and he doesn't know he's making the guys, you know, play off of him. And he's playing Correct. within the system. He can find the open guy. He, can, he when he's calm, he knows what he's doing. So if, yeah. he's, if he stays yeah. confident, dude, that's my whole point. He plays to the level of the guy he's playing against. If he's playing against a high level guy, his confidence wanes. When he's got when he's got Jokic in there and he's got Embiid in there and he's like, oh, this dude's a. And you remember last year when he came in, he was complimenting those guys too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, those yeah. guys are that uh, Rudy Gobert. That guy's a really he's a dude. Okay, it's okay. To see that dude, Prosper, don't bow down to that dude. And it's kind of like he's so young and so raw that he don't even know what he's he's saying the wrong things. And I'm gonna give you this another yeah. the last example, and you give me your opinion on this last example. Yeah, or the last statement, I should say. When he was in the press conference, and they asked him. When they asked him about not playing in the fourth quarter, did you like his answer or did you not like his answer? No, I didn't like his okay. answer. Okay, that's my passion. That, that, passion. That, that's the only thing that we're talking about. When you're looking at me, saying I'm a DA downer or whatever you want to call it, it's not that. It's that's what I'm looking at. Because it's like, passion. dude, you cannot. You don't say that type of stuff in competition. You can't. Right, you can't say right, that type of right. stuff. People use that as fuel against you in competition. Then it makes you bow down and be passive on the floor when you go into that game. So right. that's just how I see it. So if he had came and said, you know what, I, I hey, the coach is going to do what the coach is going to do, but I want to be out there. Nothing wrong with yes. saying that. 
But you can't, wrong you with can't that. just back down and say, you know what, I'm good with whatever they do. And ooh, that, <laughs> I, that, I cringed a little bit when I heard that. I'm going. I said, I wish everybody that was. I don't want to say defending him, but everybody that sees both sides of the story can see that part. Is yes. That what everybody's talking about. And you're talking about a number one pick that's supposed to be a dog that's supposed to come and revamp a whole team because he's on the team. Yeah. And and, and that's that's all I've been saying. And I, I, get, nah, I, I, get, I get what John, you, know what what you guys are saying. And and I love his game. I do. I know he can, he can be, he can be, a, if, if he stays confident, he could be an amazing talent going forward. It just probably takes him longer to, 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 to uh, you know, to grow into it than other other guys, but correct. He's a good talent, but he just got to stay confident, man. I I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with you. See, I don't consider you one of the guys that, and I'm not saying this because we do a show together right, and you're my right. brother. There's a difference. I don't consider your view as as someone that uh, that I think is like an Aiden hater or, right, or somebody right. that's just trying to go at Aiden because. I actually agree with everything you said. <laughs> right, everything right. you said. Now, I, now the only thing I will say is that I, I can, I honestly feel like everything you said boils down to one thing, and it's he's twenty two years old, okay. and he's not as mature as we want him to be yet. Correct, correct. But you know, I got kids, and you got kids, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's when I was twenty two. One of my biggest flaws was consistency every day, seven days a week at 22. Right. At 40, at 42, I'm a different monster. <laughs> at 42, I've learned that seven days a week is how you got to do it to provide. So I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to say. Oh, I agree. DA's biggest flaw right now is the fact that he is 22. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, interesting, interesting conversation I had. You tell me what you think about it. Okay. I think DeAndre Ayton biggest issue with the phoenix suns is devin booker okay okay. and i'm gonna tell you why and i mean this with the utmost respect to devin booker devin booker is is a different animal this guy at 18 was more mature than some guys are at 30 right and i think what happens is we we've we've looked at devin booker and we say hold on Devin Booker was okay at 18 and 19. He knew how to talk to the media. He knew what to say. If you ask Devin Booker why he didn't play the fourth quarter, Devin Booker would have said, I should be in it. <laughs> right. You, you right, know what I mean? Right. right. So so uh, DeAndre Ayton is is Devin Booker's the, the worst thing that could happen for DeAndre Ayton because now the bar is set so high for DA and he can never reach Devin's level. He's just right. not that type of kid yet. Okay. And so you know, it's it's one of those things where we're gonna have to be a little more patient, right? And we're gonna take a little more time. But I think DeAndre in that 24-25 is gonna be everything we dreamed of. Okay. Everything we dreamed of, he'll be at 24-25, and that's just a natural progression progression of a young man, right? Right. right, you, you, right. You're supposed to get better. So I, I think it's all maturity, like you said, consistency, maturity, and learning how to bring it every day. But the skill set is absolutely oh, there man. in spades, unequivocal. Oh man, let me let me man, the skill set's unbelievable. Let me go back to that Pacer game when they lost this game. But when I was talking about confidence, mm-hmm. you start to when, when okay when Da used to get the ball, he would never when he gets a rebound he would he would throw it right back out instead of knowing what to do underneath the rim and attack the rim or or maybe when he's got a guy on his back he was afraid to dribble the ball because somebody's going to come steal it underneath them or whatever. 
in that pacer game, did you see the move that he made at the top of the key when he went to the side behind the back? Behind the back? Yep. I said, okay, now that's confidence. That's confidence. If you can believe that yep. you can do that, <laughs> if you can believe you can do that, and in your head nobody can stop you, man, that dude's going to be incredible. Correct. If he just Correct. see himself Correct. doing that. He, he, he can do, he's got it. He, he can do anything. He can handle the ball. He can do anything he wants to do on the court if he just really puts his mind to doing it. You know, Luca, Luca, Luca's the problem, right? Luca got the pick, oh. and, and and that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. If Luca wasn't in that draft, we'd be we'd be we'd be going crazy about the yeah, but because true. Luca's in that draft. True. Well, again, that's that's the curse of that draft. But like, if you look at Luca, Luca has a patent a step back going left, right? Going left, step back. Yeah. Um, Harden has his step back. You know, uh, CP has the sideways jumper that he like. Great players have great patented moves. Like, right. I believe DeAndre Ayton, when he catches on the post and fades away over the left shoulder, that reminds me of Hakeem Olajuwon. Olajuwon, yeah. Okay? yeah. Be- beautiful move. Yeah. Now, when I look back at Olajuwon, Olajuwon was able to take that shot seven, eight times a game. Right. It became a, something that was a patented move for Olajuwon, similar right. to the Patrick Ewing fadeaway high-arcing jumper, exactly. right? Exactly. So, so this is the thing. At, tell me how many times DA gets to take that patented shot once a game. And so it's hard, right? It's hard to develop what you're good at if you're not being allowed to do it multiple times a game. And that's got a lot to do because of the game has changed. Because back then it was inside out. You had to throw that ball down in the middle. So, yeah, I get it. That's a good point. You've you've been making that point for the last couple of weeks as far as how many touches he's getting. And and that is part of growing consistency. That is also part of growing confidence, getting the touches. So, Correct. But now the question is going to be the team at where we're standing right now, do they have time to keep throwing it down there? Because, hey, we the second best team in the league. We can't just concentrate on trying to get this dude touched. <laughs> you know, right. And it's just one of those you, things. It's like, man, it's hard to balance it out. It's hard to balance it out. But you, you nailed it. So he's getting a career low 10 shots per game. Right. So I, I talk to people and people say, well, why don't the Suns get him 20? Well, you got you to gotta say, if you're getting DA 20, whose 10 shots are you taking Take away? away? Are you taking three from Book? Are right. you taking three from CP? Or just, you know, the overall two from offense, Kent, right? just the overall offense, how it flows, the open guy getting the ball. You can't take that away because that's what they that's, the, that's how they're effective. They're effective right. when that ball's moving and somebody's getting an open shot. I mean, it's not always going to be one guy taking a lot of shots. Booker has even uh, kind of – dialed it back uh, as many shots as he's taken in game. So exactly. I mean, it's all a whole full flow. And he, his, his, his role, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to just, in my head, I guess from where I come from back in the old school, it's hard for me to see number one pick diminish as a role player. I, 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 it's I, crazy. It's hard. It's hard. But that's where we are. De- De- DeAndre Aiden is a pretty good role player for where this team needs him right now. Now, it's going to come yeah. a time, Flex, you and mm-hmm. I are going to be expecting him to say what Shaq used to do, get the ball down here. It's going to come a time Correct. where DA's got to be confident enough in his ability to know that, look, where this game is right now and where we are, I bring it down here. It's got to – It's yeah. got to. Ha- when I see that, then he's made it. He's, he's, he's where he is. He's, you know, he's going to be the, he's going to be the man. And he's Absolutely. Not, and and Absolutely. I, think, I think he's got way too much respect for CP3 and Booker and all of them to try to do that right now. I think he just says, I'm going to sit in my lane and not ruffle anybody's feathers, right? And that's just who that's, he is. That's who he is. So I, I, I'm game. I understand it. I get it. You know, but from where I, like I said, from where I come from, man, 
Whew, big, hey, big, hey, big, can big, I give you one last one last tidbit? One, yeah. we, got, we got time for one yeah, last one tidbit on that point? Absolutely. So so remember last year in the bubble, but Devin Booker's buzzer beater against the Clippers? Yes. You know, so so that play is a play that I always go back and look at. And I love I love to chop up that play and I love to bring up this one fact. So DeAndre is the first pick in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. And when Mikel Bridges tipped that ball. It ended up in DeAndre's hands. Yep. Okay. And he was all by himself at the free throw <laughs> so line, big. right in his sweet spot. Yeah. Okay. And and what was the first thing he thought was I better let me get this ball to book. Yeah. yeah. He didn't never once did he say, I'm gonna be the hero here. Yeah. I'm the first pick in the draft. Let me save this game. Let me hit the shot and have everybody jumping on me. Right. He said, "You know what? Let me put all that aside. Let me get that ball to Devin Armani Booker. Let me let's take us home." That type of play right there is why I love DeAndre Ayton. He is so selfless, man, and we want him to not be selfless, right? right. It's going to get to a point right. where we want him to be dominating, right. and we want him to say, "Have the confidence to take that shot." But the the, the beauty of what I see in DeAndre Ayton as a kid that understands that he still has some time to go and he's egoless. Right. And and it's got there's something about that 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 is intriguing to me in this new NBA when these kids at the age of 14 are basically told you're going to be the next great, you're going to be the next LeBron, you're the first pick, you got a sneaker deal. This is an era where everyone wants to be the king and this is a kid that even the first first overall pick is able to say I'm okay being the fourth option on a team that can win a championship. And so there's something to say about that. And and again, shout out to DeAndre, man, because I, I think he's doing everything we want him to do for the team. Trade DeAndre to the Knicks right now Ooh. and give him 25 shots again. And I bet you me and you will be doing a podcast talking about DeAndre <laughs> and 24 and 13 for the season. Right, right, you know? Right. And, and and so that's how I feel about DeAndre. I think I think he's gonna be really good. And I think he's just uh, he's doing what's right for the team, and that's impressive for a guy in this era. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, relegated to a role, but he was he was the number one pick. I mean, right. how many people would be even willing to do that? Right, right. Not a lot. Not not probably probably none, maybe. But yeah. So right. yeah. Okay, we got to get out of here, man. It's been a heck of a conversation and heck of a and a lot of good insight. I, I, I'm definitely hoping your your your, your little flex bomb come true because it's gonna be really crazy, man. But <laughs> Go ahead and tell the listeners again where they can find Flex from Jersey. Yes, sir. Uh, Cruz FE13 on Twitter. Coast to Coast Podcast at Coast to Coast Pod 1. Check us out on the Believe Podcast Network and KSRN, uh, KSRN Casual Sports Radio Network. Absolutely. And you can find me as well on Twitter at uh, Casual underscore E. And, of course, all of my fa- uh, four major outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube page, all with Casual Sports. K-A-Z-U-A-L with a Z at the end of the word sports. And, of course, right here on the Believed Podcast Network. Man, it's been another good one, Flex, bro. We will yes, catch sir. you guys yes, next sir. time. And hopefully our next conversation to be about Aaron Gordon being on this team. That would be freaking crazy. Keep your ears open and your eyes open on your uh, Facebook Live because if something pops out, we coming up there. This is from Earl Burnett from a man – Felix Cruz, a.k.a. Flex from Jersey. We are out of here. Peace out. The emphatic follow. Down and go for eight. Big guy. Don't worry about it. Bridges picks the pocket. 
with a thunderous left hand. Booker racing to the rack. Scoops and scores. Wow, he's to face with y'all. From far away, Booker drills it. Think about it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.